JD Tunkin' Sports, it's over. It's over. Friday, March 29, 2019. The NCAA tournament is over for JD. It's over. Totally beaten up, destroyed, or they down 41-39 at the half. And at the half, Roy Williams said they weren't playing hard. They were being outplayed, out-hustled. Didn't like the effort of his team. And I never called them we. I never. I went to school there, but I never played on the damn team. So I'm never going to say we. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I can't. Just can't. Not 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 in not in my. Uh, what's what's the word I want in my world? My, my I, I can't even think of words right now. Team stats. Okay, this is what I wanted to see. So Carolina shoots forty three percent overall. Auburn shoots fifty four percent. Three point shooting. UNC is outscored 51 to 21, 30 points, and through 17 to 37, Auburn 45%. They shot over 67% in the second half. UNC 7 for 28. And I'll tell you, it was, it was close to the half, and the second half they got blown out of the fucking. Yeah, it, it was. And, and, you know, it's funny. It shows here that UNC had more rebounds and more. Oh, and UNC had more offensive rebounds, but I feel like whenever they needed to get the rebound, they weren't getting it. And Auburn was eight for seventeen for three from a from a free throw line. UNC was seventeen to twenty two. Didn't, didn't make a difference. Didn't make a difference. Over, done. And I think I saw a stat that this is the most points they've given up in the postseason since forty eight ninety seven points. Auburn could have had a hundred. I mean, it was out of fucking control. Destroyed, destroyed. I mean, even second half they hit a bank three pointer, and then he did a turnaround off the bank uh, for Auburn. And uh, what's uh, Okiku? Their star player got hurt, went down with a knee, and you saw uh, Bruce Pearl all emotional after the game. You saw freaking Roy Williams. Hey, you know what he said? We got beat. We got beat. He was, he's eight and two now in Sweet Sixteen games, but the first number one seed to go down, and it hurts, man, because now I was looking for it's my Sunday setup, I had next weekend setup, and I'm just like. Um, LG was watching the game. She said she switched over. She was pacing because I thought they were going to come back. Got it. But whenever they got it down to six or eight, bam, Auburn hits a couple threes. It's up by 13. Then they were up by 20. I mean, they, it was over. I mean, they just blew them out of the fucking, they blew them out of the goddamn stadium. And that's it. That's it. It might like, you know, I mean, we got baseball now, but I don't, you know, it's okay. You know, I mean, I love that they play on Thursday and they had to take a day off today. I don't understand why they did a day off. The Yankees and Mets play yesterday, play today. Just keep playing. They don't need a day off. They just started the goddamn season. Give them a day off when they need a fucking day off. Don't give them a day off after one game of the goddamn season. It's ridiculous. Play the goddamn games. It's what I want to watch. Man, this sucked. Yeah, ruined my whole weekend. I had my Sunday planned. I was psyched. I was going to my afternoon. I was going to watch the game. Bada ding, bada boom, bada ding. It's all over. Then I watched Empire Today. Empire Today sucked. It was boring as shit. Jane the Virgin was okay. It was... You know, and all my shows that I'm psyched about. But you know what's funny today? Superstore. There was an episode. It was there was some moments, and I was laughing my freaking ass off today, which was good. And uh, I was watching some Comedy Central show. The other two, I'm done. Eight episodes in, it sucked. It just ended. It was funnier at the beginning, and then it just got dumber and dumber and dumber. I'm done. I'm, and I'm telling you the truth. I don't know if I got an empire. I just feel like it's not as good as it used to be. I'm, you know, I'm kind of committed to it. I've watched every episode, but I'm kind of like, eh. And uh, Jane the Virgin, I, I have to see how it ends. But I thought the episode, I'm drifting a lot. I, I feel I'm not as focused. But the UNC game, I was locked in today. I was like thinking about, hey, they went today and Auburn kicked their ass. Now, I'm, I'm curious, can Auburn carry it over to the next game? Because they're going to get the winner of Kentucky-Houston. And I love Houston upset Kentucky today. But my whole thing's done. Because I had UNC winning it all over Duke. 
Hopefully Duke loses today and it's not a total wash. Virginia Tech looked pretty good what I was watching, but I wanted to do a show because I wanted to get it off my chest. Yeah, I tried to get in touch with uh, Big Ben. Big Ben didn't answer. I don't know if he's watching the game or not. Who knows? And I always like to do a podcast right after a game because I, it, the emotions are fresh and raw inside of me and it's seething to the top and I'm very upset and I'm very angry. I mean, it's, you know, I'm not, it's not complaining on the fucking team, but I mean, it, God damn, man. Sucks. Sucks. When I remember, I remember when I was at UNC, both years, Final Four, they lost in the first game of the Final Four. Both years. I was all psyched that my whole weekend planned out, they lost anything. Boom, done. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, I'm not happy. Not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? And that's the end of that. That's it. Ooh. I just got a text. She 2,100 steps she did today. Ooh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's impressed. Impressed. Represent. That's pretty awesome. That is pretty good. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed. Yeah, so Shari and her three friends are down in the Barbados. Ooh, wow. She she was very, very active, very active. And the three of them are down, down in Barbados, and they're having a very good time, I can tell. And she, uh, uh, her friend, uh, I call Michigan, I'll just call her, I call her, I'll call her Michigan, Michigan fanatic. That's what she, I'm going to call her Michigan fanatic. She did, uh, go you, yeah, she did two two miles of run, that's nice, yeah, wow. Yeah, that's funny, and they had to, and so I was going to drive Shari to the airport, but she had to leave the house by like three o'clock in the morning, so she had a, someone else drive her, and she wanted to pay me, and I didn't feel comfortable with her paying me for the ride, I thought that was a little like, you know, you don't do that with friends, you know, I would have driven her, but then she ended up getting a ride, so let's go. Okay. Okie dokie. Yeah, so, and they've been three friends forever, four friends forever, the four musketeers, and it's kind of cool the four of them are going away on a trip. I wish I could do that, you know, I'd like to go on a trip with Gumbo Chef. That'd be kind of cool. I want to get my friend Bill Harris would be fun to go with, Big Ben. It'd be like, go on a guy's trip. I don't think I've done that ever. I mean, I, you know what? I did do a guy's trip with Gumbo Chef down in New Orleans, and I tell everybody it was the greatest trip of my life. And I tell everybody, you know, everybody's been, in, if you haven't been to New Orleans, it's a, it's a great trip. I still remember, I tell everybody the story where at a Cafe du Monde and the lady was uh, giving us some beignets and he's, sl- he, we had all been drinking, he's banging on the window, he goes, the fresh ones! And she jumped back and she gave us the fresh ones. And that's what I liked about Gumbo Chef. He was assertive. He got what he wanted and we went on from there. Yeah, good stuff. Good freaking stuff. Yo. Yeah, so Big Ben just taped it. Outplayed and out hustled. Yeah. Yeah. Outplayed and out hustled. Yeah. Yeah. I was like getting his words of wisdom, but they got their asses kicked. They got destroyed. It was ugly. It was very ugly. Yeah. Just, I just, you know, you, you, you get excited. You think they're going to go on a, ru- a run and they don't go on a run and that's the end of, yeah, just, it just sucks. It really does. It really sucks. Yep. 
He said, Big Ben, I agree. Played with so much force, so much more force. I agree. Yeah, they wanted it more. They wanted it more. They did. They, You know what? And it just was... Uh, Well, you know what? Hey, you got to play with what you can play. You know, you White hurt his ankle. Yeah, Johnson was clearly sick. Yeah, it was. You could tell. Yeah, and then he got two dunks. Was it Johnson that got the two? No, Little, Little, Little got two dunks. Two dunks reje- rejected. I mean, it was. Yeah, I mean, and 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 I don't know how he didn't notice. He's still going in for the dunk. I'm like, how do you know the ball's not in your fucking hands? I mean, that's the one thing in basketball. It's a field game. You got to feel the basketball. How do you go for two dunks and you don't feel the freaking basketball? It's like, good God, man. It was not good. Nope. It's over. Sucks. Yeah, it just just puts me in a bad fucking mood. And I love Bryce Harper yesterday. (laughs) He struck out twice. They booed him the second time. First game playing for the freaking... Phillies, he's got the number one jersey, number one selling jersey. He strikes out the second time in his first game at Citibank, and they fucking boo him. And he is going to have to deal with this all fuck. He goes on that kind of slump. They're going to fucking scream and swear at him. They're going to give him, throw everything in the book at him. And they should. They should, because that's what he wanted. He got the big deal, and he went to Philadelphia. Those fans will give him nothing. Look, at first game of the season, he's, second time he strikes out, they start booing him. Awesome. And then I, I was, so I'm listening to Joe Beningo and Evan Roberts today. The Mets in their last 50 opening days are 38 and 12. 38 and 12. So you would think a franchise, now I know, I know baseball's 162 games. You would think a franchise is that good on opening day, which signify a franchise, you know, that starts off hot and, you know, you know, has a lot of success as a franchise. No, 38 and 12 is a franchise. And you what? They've won a 69 and 86. Two world, two world championships. Have won a championship, and now we're going on 33 years. Yeah, not a good way to go out. Exactly. Exactly. Ass, asses kicked. Yeah, asses kicked. Asses kicked. Done. Season over. Just like that. And UNC came averaging 86 points per game. No, no, it's over. And the UNC only with 2:45 left, they'd been outscored from three, 30 to six, 30 to six in second half. Auburn was 10 for 16 with three minutes, 2:45 left in the game. UNC was two for 11. Then they were 11 to 17, and I think they made another one. It's unbelievable. I mean. In the first half, I thought they could have put them up by by more. They could have been up more, but it didn't happen. Oh, and Craig Carden, their uh, federal prosecutors are asking for him to get uh, ba, 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 what I see here. Yeah, should get more than seven years of prison. Prosecute, prosecutors argue, argued he took one million from a Brooklyn pharmacist who wanted to buy Adele tickets in bulk instead of use most of it to cover his gambling uh, debts. They said him and his accomplices misappropriated. A combined three point nine million pilfered from an investment fund, and Cardin bragged about getting away with the fraud in an email saying they had survived the death bullet. His lawyers previously called on Judge Colleen McMahon to consider sexual abuse that Cardin, who co-host, you know, co-host with Boomer, suffered as a child and his out of control gambling problem when he appears for sentencing on April fifth. Yeah, no, shut the fuck up. Yeah, 
But prosecutors said the judge should instead focus on the length of time he carried out the scheme. And throughout the scheme, he kept in regular contact with the people he duped and repeatedly lied to them about the status of their investments. Yeah. You're a scumbag. You should go away for a long fucking time. A long fucking time. That's me. A long time. Goodbye. End of story. You're a scumbag. You should get as much time as they'll give you. And I was telling LG, I feel bad that I swear so much when I do this. Now, I know Gumbo Chef said he can't play this in front of his kids, and I apologize. But I try to keep my mouth shut sometimes. I just can't. I just, I just can't. It just flows out of me, and I swear like a freaking sailor sometimes. And when they lose a game like this, I'm just furious. And how about, hey, Luke Voigt did a three-run homer yesterday. Yankees went 6-2. They play him 19 times this year. Last year, they went 12-7. and They said the Yankees, even one loss is bad. But you're not going to beat a team 19 times. But you hopefully can win, what do you think, 15 of the 19? That would help them. Tanaka pitched all right. Uh, Andrew Har had an error, but he almost hit a grand slam. Uh, Greg Bird struck out three times. First game of the season, but not a good way to start off. You know, I think he's on a very short leash. Mets freaking Robinson Cano first at bat hit a home run. You had uh, DeGrom, who's first 30th straight start, allowed he's allowed three runs or fewer. He actually went six innings, 10, 10 strikeouts, no runs allowed. They got the win 2 nothing yesterday. That was nice. Pete Alonso, who they just brought up, got his first major league hit. He said he got the gorilla off the back. You always want to get a hit in the first game playing. Mets, hey, they won the game. They beat Scherzer, who's you know a freaking great pitcher. And those are all good things, right? Those are all good things. So not bad. Yeah, Russell Westbrook only didn't get triple double, and the Thunder was if they won today they would have clinched the playoff berth. They did not, so that's not happening. Yeah, Gary Sanchez said uh, said that uh, Rivera threw a cutter and it was an honor for me to catch it. Yeah, he was talking about uh, having to catch him, and I told my I told my cousin Hal he should run for office, should be mayor of freaking Galveston. He said, I'm not interested in politics. I said, I, I think otherwise. I think you've got a gift. You should spread the gift to everybody else. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, and, and Shamari Pons is going to go pro. Signed with an agent as of Thursday. I think he should have stayed. He's, they said he might even go undrafted. He uh, averaged almost 20 a game, five assists, but inconsistent. Could go undrafted. And he's been fear, appearing on fewer mock drafts. Nick's freaking lost. They're uh, fell to order four in the sixth game home, home, home stand. All four losses have been by 20 points or more. They lost, what, uh, 117.91, and, and Kawhi Leonard didn't even play. They're 14 and 61. They're 1 and 13 this month. Yeah, 117.93 lost by 25. But Knox played after missing uh, some time. Kev, uh, I mean, uh, w- oh, without missing any time. Oh, after spending his ankle Sunday, and Dennis Smith Jr. came back, and they both had a, they both are, both did not score a lot of points. I think uh, Dennis Smith had seven, and Knox had eight. And they're I don't know freaking I think they're one in thirteen. Yeah, I'm sorry. I think the Knicks or something like I saw somewhere with the this month they're one in thirteen or something. Something scary in March. Yeah, not not playing good ball. Yeah, yeah, not good. And the Nets seven days seven. 17 day uh, road trip. They finished two and five. They got blown out by the Sixers, 123, 110. They were 38 and 38. And what did I see? They dropped. They fell half game behind Detroit for sixth. And they're just a half a game ahead of the Heat and a game ahead of the Magic. They once had a five game push, foot cushion to make the playoffs. And the six remaining games isn't good. Now, who, now who they play? They play. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I, forget. I saw who they're playing. They got a tough 
rest of the rest of the run. They got six games left. Not good. And, and the the big man against them averaged uh, Stephen Adams, uh, Rudy Gobert, uh, Montrez Harrell, Nemanja Bajelka, and Javal McGee, and Jusuf Nurkic averaged over tw- averaged twenty five and thirteen rebounds and shot sixty percent. Jarrell White. No, wait, no, not Jarrell White. Oh wait, what the hell's the name of the freaking center? Net center, net center, net center, net center. Nets. Jared Allen said he's uh, not been playing well. That's not good. And you know, I always wonder why Kobe White of UNC wears pink sneakers and he wears it to honor uh, his father and other family members who succumbed to cancer. He lost his father in August 2017 to liver cancer. He was 66 years old. You know, he's gets young to be losing it. And Greg Schiano was supposed to be the defensive coordinator for the Pats and he's, he, he, he just... He left the team saying uh, he needs to, you know, be with his family and some spiritual shitter. I was like, well, all right. Yeah, the only coach on the defensive staff is Steve Belichick, the team safety coach. He used to take over for Brian Flores. Chad O'Shea went with him to the Dolphins. Josh Boyer, uh, Jerry uh, Shublinski also went. Who was Josh Bauer was quarterbacks, DBs, defensive passing game, and uh, Jerry Shuplinski uh, was assistant QBs coach. Brandon Daly, the defensive line coach, went to uh, the same job with KC, and Gerard Mayo came aboard as a linebackers coach. And we're gonna, you know what? Hey, listen, maybe I'll take over the team one day. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. So the yeah the Knicks. Uh, so the Nets lost. That's what I wanted to see. Only one game ahead of the Magic. So the Nets, last six games, trying to make the playoffs for the first time since 2014-2015, they have games against the Celtics Saturday, then Toronto, Indiana, and Miami, and two against Milwaukee. That's some tough fucking games. And one guy I was listening to, he said they got to go four and two in the last six. I don't know. The only thing is Milwaukee might not be playing for anything. They might have already, I don't know if they, they haven't clinched, but they're close to clinching home court. And also Giannis hurt his ankle fourth quarter last night against the Clippers so maybe he's going to miss some time I guess we'll see how that works out and Mitchell Robinson last night had 19 season ice 19 points 21 rebounds for the Knicks who lost their fifth straight and a 1-13 this month 1-13 this month unbelievable and yesterday the Dodgers had a record 8 home runs on opening day uh, what the hell's the oh the the, the uh, what the hell's his name they also hit eight against Milwaukee in May of 2002. They finished second in the Yankees last year with 235. But uh, who the hell is the pitcher? Zach Greinke. They hit four against him. So since he's been, since he left the Dodgers for the Diamondbacks in 2016, he's allowed 14 home runs in 34 innings since moving to Arizona. Eight home runs opening day. That's crazy. And Matt, Matt Koch allowed four home runs over the seven batter stretch in the sixth and seventh. Yeah. And then I read a thing about Jack White. So Jack White is from Australia, came over here to play, and he said when he um, went against Jason Tatum, he said uh, he said he had a combination of, of size and athleticism. The first time they scored off over the summer, White thought he had Williamson, I mean uh, Tatum, 
Oh, I'm sorry, but he's talking about Zion Williamson. He thought he had locked down just as he did with Tatum that day in 2016. He said, then Williamson rose up and up and kept elevating right over White and scored. I was like, oh, here we go. Guys, you're of that pro game. I had to accept that and realize that this style of play is different from what I was used to back home. It's tough, but it forces you to get better. Back then, he was offered this. He thought he was just going to play at Boise State, or he was going to try to play professionally in, in, um, in Australia. And then he gets over here, and a lot of bada-bing, bada-boom. Pretty crazy, right? So Zion Williamson, he said, went up and just kept going up and up and up and up. I thought that was pretty freaking funny. Yeah. I mean, and, and he said it's improved his defense. He says he has worked on an offensive game. He's got to work on his three and all that stuff. But not bad when you're going against great players every day. I mean, it's only, it's only going to make your game better. And uh, he arrived at Duke in 2016 from... Uh, Traralgon, Australia. In the summer pickup game, White found himself guarding incoming freshman Jason Tatum, a recruit from St. Louis who wound up going number three in the NBA draft less than a month, year later, and now is freaking starring for the Celtics. White, Tatum took White at the low post, but White fought for his defensive position and cut off Tatum's access to the rim. So Tatum jumped away from the basket, spun him in air, and swished a turnaround jumper over White's outstretched, outstretched arm. And he said, okay, well, that's... He said, guys don't do that. He said, guys don't do that over in Australia. It's pretty interesting. Now, Major League Baseball had a record 1,379 players appear in a game last season, the sixth year in a row with an increase, even though salaries went down this past season for this, you know, the average salary went down. So they're saying how, you know, it was interesting. Sean Doolittle, Doolittle the all-star closer for the Nationals, said, if you look at the guys that are having to sign these non-Austra deals or guys that still don't, get, have, still don't have jobs, far and away, most of them compromise comprise that middle class of baseball players they're not the young guys anymore and they're not the superstars they're very serviceable big leaguers they're past arbitration they're veterans and the market for those guys is evaporating teams are no longer looking at that eight-year veteran who they might have to spend several million dollars on it as someone they can help as someone that can help their team they'll take that cheaper labor the guy who has options give them gives them roster flexibility and costs a lot less means they can send them down to the minors which is not good so you know they're going to fight that with the cba and, you know, they said back in 2007, one of the scouts said he talked about kids getting homesick, but he said not. Mike Elias said the Baltimore Orioles GM. He said, these guys, when they're the pro ball, they're already hit the wood. They've already been in the travel circuit. They know each other from the summers. They're ready, which is, you know, a lot different. He's also the rise in overall uh, players can be traced almost entirely to pitchers. Last season in, included only six more position players than in 2010, but 124 more pitchers up to a record 751s. 751 and starters work fewer innings in part because teams have fewer better options to replace them as they get deep in games so more pitchers and then i read about this golden state the new new arena set to replace oracle arena next season has already generated two billion in revenue scott shoshnik and even novi williams of bloomberg provided comments uh golden state president rick welts made on the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast about the perfect storm of factors that allowed the franchise to double their initial projection for immediate revenue the Bay Area is on fire. Couldn't be a better economic time. Couldn't be a better basketball team. Welts noted the financial figure is based off tickets, suites, and sponsorships linked to their new home in San Fran. It's going to open September 6th with a concert headlined, headlined by legendary heavy metal band Metallica and the San Francisco Symphony. One month later, the doubles take the floor for the first time in a preseason game against LeBron James and the Lakers. 
Will the tickets for Warriors games and special events like the Metallica concert play a role in the $2 billion of revenue? Welts told Bloomberg sponsorship money has provided a massive boost. The corporate sponsorship side has found a real sweet spot with what's going on in our industry right now, and the companies are looking to invest in sports. Yeah, well, why not? Big money. Big, big, big money. Crazy. Unbelievable. What a day. Sucks. Rock sends me the funniest fucking pictures. Neil Robinson, Cano, first at bat home run. That's a great way to start. Yeah, and I love what Free uh, Crew said. He said, uh, was Kobe ever close? Was Kevin Garnett, Garnett close with the guys he played against? He's not an NBA for friends. That's the way I, I like a guy like that. He's, he's there to play basketball. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's not what he's here for. And uh, so Dallas is going to get Robert Quinn from Miami for a 2020 second-round pick. Uh, Brandon Marshall went to the uh, Raiders on a one-year deal. I think he'll be a good player for them. I really like the Cowboys getting um, Randall Cobb. I think he's a big step up from uh, Cole Beasley. I really do. I think that was a great pickup. To Garam, 30 straight starts. Starts giving up 30 runs or less after six. New, new Major League Baseball record. That is not too shabby. He passed, uh, what the hell, the guy who's on, um, I forget who broke the, the guy who's on the, um, Yeah, so was, yeah. Oh, Jake Arietta. That's who he broke the record from, Jake Arietta. Let me tell you, on Instagram, these women put up pictures of themselves. It's disgusting. It's like, it's like I have a big ass, and I'm going to... Sh- it's like, please, don't. Utah's head into the... Po- I just saw this picture. I, I love sending stuff to my buddy Rock. <laughs> and I show him the pictures that were like... I'm like, you know, it's just horrifying. I'm like, I don't... It's, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's just, I, I guess we live in an ass, like, we got a lot of ass men out there. I love what Seinfeld said. I have legs. I have legs. Yeah, I do too. So Utah heading back to postseason of a third straight season after King's loss, which is good. Oh, in the, yeah, at the end of the Utah, uh, 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 the uh, Tennessee-Purdue game, I asked the guy at the gym, he's a, he's a basketball guy, if he thought that they, he got fouled in the three-point play, and he did, he hit him. But I couldn't believe they called it. And they ended up hitting the two free throws sent at overtime, and that was the end of that. Yeah. Greg Schiano said he needs, needs to spend more time with, on my family and f- faith and family. Must have been something's going on. This is not a result of one, any of one event, but rather a realization that I need to spend more time on my faith and family. I don't want to look back years from now and wish I had done things differently. Therefore, I'm taking time away from the game to recalibrate my priorities. Less than two months. Latino never specified what his role would be. Maybe something's not happening on the front. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to suspect anything. But uh, yeah, I never thought he would be a good guy for the team. Now he uh, coached uh, Belichick's son Steve at Rutgers for one season. Also coached uh, Devin McCourty, Jason McCourty, and Duran Harmon. I don't. Know. I never thought he was. He was supposed to coach Tennessee in 2017. That was that. Didn't happen. Oh, and I love, so I was talking about this, the Texans wanted to wear, well, uh, uh, Hopkins want, DeAndre Hopkins wanted them to wear the Oilers throwbacks, and I love what the Titans owner, McNair, said. Said, gave a hard no, Oilers don't have anything to do with the Texans. Exactly. That was, I mean, I, so, can't do it, but I thought that was pretty funny when, when he said that. 
yeah, like, no, nothing to do with this. And I sent a, uh, my friend uh, Bill a picture. I said, I'm taking him out. It's on me. I did a movie, Stonebrook, about uh, 1999. And I got a residual check for two cents. Well, three cents, then two cents from the, after um, taxes. And Sean Payton would support the uh would support the NFL's recent wave of offensive. Uh, you, you would think he would risk uh, the offensive-minded hire, coaching hires, but he says uh, he sees a lot of mistakes made in that process when teams get so pigeonholed and searching for a specific, specific specific type of coach. And so we're excited to play those teams. Also mentioned the NFL has a diversity problem with its head coaching hires, which I agree with. He was once hired as a rising young uh, offensive mind. Now, Sean McVay's done a good job. Matt, Matt Nagy done a good job. Well, it's it's not frustrating, but the thing that can be disappointing is when you talk to someone and they give you the profile, and then I'll say, well, you know, you're not interested in young Bill Belichick or young Tony Dungy. They get so pigeonholed because this is cyclical, right? And then ultimately, you would say, if we did a little history, successful head coaches probably come from the East, and the West, the North, and the South. They probably come from a bold color. They probably come on defense and offense, and they're good leaders. They're great leaders. Well, I just want the ones that coach quarterbacks and they're on offense. Well, then you're going to end up with a smaller pool, and you probably have less of a chance to be right because already of eight hired, there's going to be three that survive three years. Yeah, all right. He said, he said there's a diversity problem that this season – what took place that's hitting us square in the face. And I think that a lot was written, and I don't I think not a lot was written or discussed about it. And only one of the new eight head coaches minority, Brian Flores, which I talked about, ridiculous, need diversity. And you know, when I was watching the men's basketball game today, no offense to Roy Williams and Bruce Pearl, great coaches, but it was all African African Americans, of course, except for Luke May. It was yeah, Auburn doesn't have I yeah. Oh, I one of the scrubs came in and was a white kid. Why now? A lot of these kids are, are raised in African American areas. They have Af- Af- grew up with African American community coaches. Why aren't those coaches passed on to the pro college and pro level? And also in women's game, it was nice to see UCLA had a women's coach, and they were beating UConn. And UConn came to win. And no, no, no disrespect to Gino Oriema, but I think there should be a lot more women coaches, and I think there should be a lot more coaches of color. And I don't. I think a woman, Carol Lawson. Coach does the uh, does the ESPN broadcast. Carol Lawson, I think she does the Wizards games too. She is a fucking phenomenal, phenomenal announcer. And I feel like the need, we need more of that. We really do. You know, we need to you know flip that switch a little bit. I really do. And for the eight coaches this year were offensive backgrounds: Cliff King- Kingsbury, Green Bay Packers Matt Lafleur, Bengals Zach Taylor, and Browns Freddie Kitchens. Two others are offensive-minded head coach in their second gig, Bruce Arians and Adam Gase, who I think Adam should know that got a fucking job. And the other two are defensive. Vic Fangio is not going to last long with Denver and Brian Flores. You know, actually, probably they'll last the longest because I don't think Vic Fangio is going to last. He said three members of his staff, Sean Payton, offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael Jr., assistant head coach, tight ends coach Dan Campbell, and a defensive coordinator Dennis Allen, uh, we're considered for head coaching jobs. And he said he thinks he has four or five coaches on my staff that are going to be head coaches at some point. And he, uh, he also brought up his own team when he made a funny comparison between teams trying to find the next McVeigh and teams trying to find, you know, another Alvin Kamara. It's like, I want Alvin Kamara. Well, you can't have him. Now you can go draft 10 more running backs and be 0 for 10 trying to find him. 
or McVeigh, which is true. Which is definitely true. Because, you know, everybody, oh, I want to find that. Sean McVeigh, Sean McVeigh. That's like if you're trying to find the next Bill Belichick. There's only one Bill Belichick. You found there is not going to be another Tom Brady. There's not going to be another Drew Brees. There's not going to be another LeBron James. You know, you're going to search for guys, and there's going to be. Now, the Greek freak was a guy who, you know, just made jumps with uh, Milwaukee and has that inner drive in him. But, you know, there's not too many guys. You know, I mean, Magic Johnson, when he came in the league, you know, uh, Kareem missed uh, uh, game six against the Sixers, and he came in. And played center, and he had 42 points and 15 rebounds in the freaking game since clinching game magic. Magic could do things nobody could do when he came in. You know, post up guys, uh, direct the offense, score if he had to score, just do whatever he had to do to win. And, you know, you search for these guys. There's, you know, I, I, Zion Williamson, when I heard uh, what position could he play by Francesa, if it's like anybody else, if you have the players, you find, you make, you, you find, you, 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 you don't, you don't, you try to you don't try to incorporate it into your offense your your coaching style. You make the players you you find a coaching style that works with the players you have. You don't say you don't try to put you know a, a square peg in a in a in a round circle. What is that? What it is? And Zion Williamson, somebody's going to bring him in, and they're going to make it work, just like anything else. If you have someone great like that, you make it work, or you get a new coach that you get somebody that's going to work with them because you don't want to piss away all that talent. Yeah, I think I said my piece on that front. Yeah, that's it. All right? I'm rambling. I'm talking a lot. I'm tired. They lost. Yeah, and that's the end of that. Yeah. Okay, let's do trivia questions. Trivia questions. All right. Here we go. Okay, trivia question. Who was the first number number six seed to win a Super Bowl? Gumbo Chef got this after 10 attempts. It was the Packers who beat the Steelers in Super Bowl 45, 31-25. Okay, now, today's, tonight's real question. What did Sarah Thomas do as an NFL referee in the 2019 playoffs? What did Sarah Thomas do as a ref, NFL referee in the 2019 playoffs? What did Sarah Thomas do that had never been done before by an NFL ref, referee in the 2019 playoffs? Never been done before. First time ever. Oh, I just kind of gave it away. All right. Sorry, but I'm sticking with the trivia question. Gumbo Chef, you should get this one. All right, Rock, I love you. Gumbo Chef, I love you. LG, sorry for the loss. Big Ben, you too. Okay, uh, Sherry, I know you're enjoying the Barbados. So is the Michigan Fanatic. Thank you for the love for my loss of UNC's loss. It hurts. It feels raw. I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight. I'm going to cry myself to sleep. Peace out. Have a good night, everybody. Talk to you soon.